Welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome back to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I'm Chris, smiling faces on my knees, Pullman. And Gloria... Married to who? Ackerman. <laughs> sure. There you go. So yeah, uh, this week we'll be talking about Season 8, Episode 9, Mr. and Mrs. Who, and Season 8, Episode 10, The Yalu Brick Road. Oh, you're going to like these two episodes. Yeah. Charles comes back from Tokyo. He was on a medical seminar, <laughs> and he had a wild weekend at the Pink yeah. Parasol, and he doesn't remember any of it. So they find some film, and BJ and Hawkeye are going to get it developed to find out what's up, and that's part one of the story, and part two of the story is Korean hemorrhagic fever Mm -hmm. is going around, and this has happened before. In Mm -hmm. fact, they called it the yearly visit of Korean hemorrhagic fever, Mm -hmm. and they've always tried to cure it, but there's no one survived it. So well, it, it's not that no one survived it. It wasn't. No, eighty to ninety percent of people survived. It's oh. just that they had no, 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 no cool real cure. treatment. No yeah. treatment. Yes. Yeah, their only treatment was to let it run its course and hope. For and the best. some people made it. Most di- or some didn't. Most yeah, ten, ten to twenty percent would die. Unfortunately, okay. Frank was not one of them who died. <laughs> he survived it. Oh, he had that? He okay. had that, yeah. Okay. It, it was, um, I don't remember the episode, but it was definitely during Frank's time. Uh, Mulcahy. Well, hopefully, if he's the one who had it. Yeah. Mulcahy actually went and got some info on it uh, from, I think, Monastery Records. And all they could say was that uh, there are three stages and yes. it it's known and that. You know, first, uh, patients get really thirsty, and then they, um... And they can't use the bathroom at first. In stage two, and then in stage three, they just pee like a racehorse, and there's nothing to be done. They're, they're peeing their life away, literally just emptying themselves of sodium and potassium, and... And you can't give them any saline... Because that makes it worse. Five percent. Right. So Five, those yeah. yeah, those were the two main plots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charles, it's it's hilarious because they get the um, film back and they see it the woman's back always, never her face. Yeah. And they see her well, they see his painted knees. Mm-hmm. With his <laughs> smiley faces on his knees, and they see a woman with a bouquet. Mm-hmm. So they just assume, and Winchester assumes that he got married, and um, looks like he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from all they can tell, because, well, what in his suitcase they find what uh, B.J. A and Hawkeye, yep, a boutonniere with rice in it, and mm-hmm. two stockings that Hawkeye, I believe, says, "Oh, sure, you bring back the empties." <laughs> I thought that was so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this one had a lot of wit in it. It like, did. A lot of mm-hmm. the one-liners. I mean, I couldn't write them all down because there were so many. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry about that. 
And yeah, so the film comes back with pictures of him what looked like he was getting married and Corporal Klinger comes in to let them know that she's on his way. Mrs. Chuck, Chuck. Winchester the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he's now known as Chuck. In, <laughs> at, at least, least to camp his wife. today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and I, I love, um, and I'm jumping a little ahead with this, but when she arrives, all the doctors are outside, and, uh, you know, the captains say, oh, I think this is for you, Chuck. Chuck. And, <laughs> and Potter makes a comment to the effect of, will she be staying long? If she is, she can have the VIP tent. No. She won't be here long. <laughs> Potter's like, all right. But Potter you're out of has, your but you're out of your mind. She's very pretty. And mm. Potter has no idea what's going on. I thought she was very pretty. I thought she was good looking, but I mean not Not gorgeous. No, oh, I'm did. sorry. <laughs> she wasn't gorgeous to me. Um, but she had this great personality about her that yeah. was like very open and oh yeah no you know like she would be a fun person it would be someone mm-hmm. i would probably like to hang out with i think oh she she had a and great personality great she was very bubbly and just yeah fantastic but in fact winchester actually as they spoke at first he came in very negative like yeah. oh, woman you're just after my money oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. but um she tried to kiss him he turned away yeah as they spoke he was like, I really like this lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, after talking to her, after he realized that they weren't actually married. <laughs> the um, bartender married them. Yeah. So it doesn't really count. Well, it was between him and the doorman. The and the doorman was hailing a rickshaw. <laughs> <laughs> so the bartender got the job. But, um, you know, Winchester uh, made the comment, I'm grateful that even as inebriated as I was, I had the good sense to propose to you. But if you don't mind, I'd like to know. Oh, well, yeah, before that, it was, yeah. uh, well, it, once he figured out that they weren't married, in that case, can I ask you a very personal question, <laughs> my dear? Yes, of course. What is your name? He, he just, he came back, I think, still drunk. Oh, yes. He was not... I don't think he was hungover yet. I oh, think he was okay. still drunk. I was thinking he was hungover, but I... I think you're right. I think he was still drunk. I think he was... <laughs> he had no memory of any of the night before. Yeah, I think he was heading toward hungover, but I don't think he had arrived yet. Okay. Because, yeah, you know, he just... When he arrived at the swamp... Uh, Gentlemen, I would tell you about last night, except I can't remember. <laughs> I had, uh, you know, another comment he made was, it must have been the sake punch. And Hawkeye asked, how many did you have? And he said, two or three. Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just a big blur. <laughs> it just, it's a great episode. You don't see Charles this, um... Uh, un... Uh, yeah, like... Uh, it, I don't know how to say it. Not loose, but like... Like, he 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 was not himself because... 
He let himself go. He let himself go. Yeah, there you go. And not only did he let himself go in what we don't see, but then when he's finally talking to Donna Marie Parker, we see a little... Which is her name. Which is her name. (laughs) We see some of that come back, and, you know, they're chatting and they're hitting it off. Right. And that's, that's the point. That's when he says... I'm glad that even in the state I was in, I had the good sense to propose to, to you. you. And she said, boy, you give the longest compliments I've ever heard. And he says, let me be more succinct and just lays one on her. And kissed her. It was beautiful. It was great. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is, I love seeing this because with Hawkeye, we see how he is with women all the time. Right. Because that's who Hawkeye is. BJ, we see how he is with women. He loves his wife unconditionally. And he he has that one time that yes. gives him that little um but the guilt character flaw. Him. Yeah, but you know, it, it it's um it, it's a piece of Japanese pottery that was chipped and was repaired with gold. It it's the little flaw that gives him character. Right. Charles we hear about things, you know, like the Audrey Hepburn thing, where he went out and had dinner with her and got a picture with her, and but we never see it. And here we a finally see it. A couple episodes we do, yes. Yeah, and we finally... This one and... And I love it, because you, you do see this side of Charles where, despite what we hear from him in the next episode... He gets his guard down here. Yeah, and he's... A genuinely kind person to somebody we don't know her station we don't know if she's highborn we don't know if she's part of the the plutocracy or the aristocracy but he enjoys her company and he's genuinely pleased to, to be, be around her, her. Yes. and it's great to see um yeah i we will talk about where that leads at the end because right. uh, one thing that I like in this episode, like from last week, is they bring the two plot lines together. Together, yes. Which is really right. neat when they intertwine them at the end and make them one. Um, but should we talk about the yeah, other? Yeah, the other the... one, where they can't give him any liquids and he's thirsty. He's like, mm-hmm. please, I need something to drink. Mm-hmm. And it, it, as we remember from the last time, if they give him too much liquid, he can literally drown, drown in his own fluids because... The body's not, in phase two, the body's not getting rid of the fluid. And the kidney's totally shut down. Yeah, so the body just builds up fluid, and you can literally drown. Um, And then in phase three, same thing, except Except that as you're giving 5% IV saline, um, as far as I understand, it can, like, rupture the areola in the lungs, and the lungs fill up with water, and then he drowns again. So... The prescribed treatment handed down uh, from HQ is nothing. Nothing. You just sit there and watch them. And they, that, they're not well known for sitting and watching. No. <laughs> they're well known for going out and figuring out what fixes it, which is what they do. Yeah. And, you know, they know if they do nothing, 10 to 20% of patients okay. will die. They have three. So that's... They have good chances of living. And the and the gentleman, what's his name, Corporal Shaw, Shaw, who was in that stage, is someone that his potassium and salt levels were so low 
mm-hmm. that he would have been one that died. Yeah, you know, he was he was passed losing. out because right. you know, remember, potassium and sodium, those are the things that make your muscles work. They they make your body work. So without those, you can't you can't function. You can't function, and so he was passed out. His levels were so low. And so they needed to do something, or yeah. he would be one of the mm-hmm. cases that didn't make it. And th- this is another great moment. Like you say, these are doctors of action. And, and one of the things we see them do time and again is back in the swamp, instead of like drinking to drown their sorrows about losing a guy, they, they are yeah, they are deep in um, they, they are knee deep in medical journals, right. which is great. Reading and reading and figuring out this problem, looking back at what they've tried, what they haven't mm-hmm. tried. Yeah. And that's more what they found, what they haven't tried. So when they came to Potter saying, we want to try this, he's like, well, we could do nothing and watch someone die. Or we could try this, but if it fails, mm-hmm. we could be charged with his yeah. murder. Yeah, we could be criminally liable. But yeah, then Hawkeye makes the comment that um, all the journals have said is that they've tried increasing uh, the concentration or increasing the fluid and at 5% solution because remember that's basically okay somebody correct me if I'm wrong on this you know uh, uh, head over to narclaninc.com and then use either the Facebook link or the email (laughs) to to send us a message if I'm wrong about this but 5% IV saline that should be the salt content per million so per million parts how much salt is dissolved into the um, solution and I'm not hmm? sure but he said there was 120 saline drop that's what Colonel Potter said about the patient he had 120% saline drop that's probably in his um, yeah Okay. 120% drop in his sodium yes, levels. Okay. But yeah, in, in uh, saline, I'm guessing that's parts per million. And Hawkeye says he puts less salt on his popcorn. So what if, he says, we try less than 1%. What if we try isotonic, isotonic saline? saline. Yep. So basically just almost pure Water. fluid. Yeah with just a little bit of salt dissolved in it. So they're going to take normal saline and dilute it and then try that. And so they start putting this into Shaw and uh, Hawkeye and BJ sit up with him all night just watching him while Winchester sits up all night with the missus getting to know her. <laughs> they're drinking tea so and, and having a good time, which, by the way, seems like a very... Um, Charles thing to do so she's into that again it's like he made a good choice there uh, but they're uh, Hawkeye and BJ are sitting up with Shaw all night just waiting watching and then as they hand the guard over to Potter and Margaret uh, Shaw wakes up and says hey what does a guy have yes. to do to get something to eat around here and I'm sorry that is the ultimate sign for someone healing Yeah, I'm uh, hungry Yeah, and BJ just says you said something. Tell me you said something. So it worked. You know, they, they saw in his labs that his sodium was going up, his potassium was going up, he was recovering, there was no fluid in his lungs. Woo-hoo! It worked. So they went against orders. 
but it worked. Time to celebrate. We're mm. a mash, of course. <laughs> it's time to celebrate. Yeah. Or uncelebrate. Or uncelebrate. However you look at it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the post-commercial scene was they were in the mess tent. Uh, I think at least half the staff was already in the in the bag. In the bag. Which surprised me that Charles was drinking again. Well, I'm sorry. I there's was, no way. It was so great. He was in like a civvy shirt with a bow tie on. <laughs> he was very uncharles like, very mm. human. Yeah. You know, Hawkeye makes a comment. You can tell Potter's in the bag because he, he, he was slurring his response a little bit. And and um, they they asked the, the good father if there, there was any problem <laughs> with the ceremony. And he says, no, it turns out that the bartender, bartender was a druid. <laughs> so no ecclesiastical complications. And Hawkeye... Oh, that that was after Hawkeye said, we are here for two reasons. It specifically says, we are gathered here in Conclave Met. I was going to look that up. I'll do that as I'm talking. Um, first is to celebrate Corporal Shaw's first night out. So this is where they come and back he's, together. He's in a wheelchair. He's in there. a wheelchair yeah. sitting there all ready. And we're also here to... Unmarry, or uh, yeah. to um, unionize. Um, it was dissolve the Erzots marriage of Mister and Mrs. Chuck Winchester. Chester. I like how they use the Chuck in this yeah. too. Yeah, So um, you know they ask Father Mulcahy if there'll be any. As long as he knows how to play, so long it has been good to know you. Yeah, that's well, all he needs to do. Well, and then, I love it, uh, Hawkeye <laughs> introduces the person who's going to do the unwedding, and it was the irreverent J.B. Honeydew. <laughs> and he unmarries them, and it's great. And at the end, he says, uh, Major, you may now ignore, ignore the, the bride. bride. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was great. Fun I really episode. loved that end scene. Yeah. Oh, Margaret's Margaret's the flower girl. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a bouquet of five roses. She says as she holds up her glass. That was great too. So, um, fun, just a fun. Except you know for all the people dying in the background. From well, <laughs> no one died though. No, they didn't. Um, any anything else from? No. What do the notes say? It looks like a lot. Oh, it's. A lot of this All is just the, um, okay. a lot of this is just comments about the episode. A few things that I took out of it that I want to mention. One of them was when the captains bring Charles into post up to have him look at hemorrhagic fever, because I think that episode, B, the, the other episode where they dealt with it, BJ was there, but Winchester wasn't. Okay. So, uh, Winchester is seeing this for the first time and, uh, he mentions to Corporal Shaw, Corporal? Corporal Shaw, we're both in about the same state, and Corporal Shaw says, you have it too, and uh, I think it's Hawkeye who mentions, no, Charles is suffering from bottle fatigue, which, by the way, is the title of an episode 
It'll really? It'll be episode 16. Yeah. Bottle so, fatigue? Bottle fatigue. So we'll see that in three weeks, I think. Okay. So that just caught my attention because I remembered that that was an episode title. So yeah, that's coming up yet. Um, another one was when Charles is talking to Donna Marie Parker. Um, the love he, of his life. Yes. He's still not convinced that he really asked her to marry him and all this at this point. And she said, oh, but, you know, you, you said the sweetest things. You, you said, come, live with me and be my love and I shall all the pleasures prove. And he goes, yep. Dear heavens, that is me. That is me. <laughs> it was just the way he said it, too. Dear heavens, that is me. <laughs> oh, and then also, you know, um, after they figure out, okay, we're not actually married, and he let his guard down, and he was like, okay, this is great. You are a, a nice woman. He says, um, there was only one other time when I needed that level of inebriation, and it was the night when I graduated from Harvard Med. And I decided to swim the Charles River in cap and gown. After all, it was named it was after, after me, <laughs> so I figured it was my river. <laughs> did you propose to some, or did you get married that night too? No, I got pneumonia. pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, but he so, said he would do that again, also. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but it was yeah, it, it was just very neat. Some of the quotes that come out of Charles in this episode. This was just, I think, one of the most witty episodes. Yes. yes. Like there was so many things coming out of everyone. Well, and, and witty <gasps> in character too. And I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because. It, but you heard things from BJ and from mm -hmm. Hawkeye and from Potter mm -hmm. that I thought were all equally yeah. witty. No, absolutely. Um. Yeah, a great episode. It's not in my top 10, but it's definitely my top 25, which is still saying something because there is what? I think the next one is my top 10. You 11 times 24, so we're at something like 264 total episodes. To, so to say it's in the top that 25 is, is still, still so, very good. So yeah, I, I, think, I think in between... Mash and after Mash, we're gonna have to have an episode where we just go through our notes and see which our top ten are. Top ten, yeah, and then like the next five and just compare and see. I think that would be neat. The um, great ending though for this one, Clinger. We need to see oh, what Clinger does. Okay. He calls Sparky at the end. I think you're thinking of the next episode. No, I'm yes. not. Because no, yes, because oh. at the end of this one, why did I write it, it on this page? I don't know. <gasps> at oh the end God. of this one, it ends with you may Sorry. ignore the bride. You may ignore the bride. Credits. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're I thinking of the next page. one. Sorry. <gasps> You're thinking okay. of the next one. I'm sorry. You're thinking yes, of the next I am. one. Okay. Ta-da! So to finish one. off this, <laughs> guest cast: we had Claudette Nevins as Donna Marie Parker, James Keen as Corporal Shaw, with uncredited appearances by Kelly Nakahara, Joanne Thompson, Jennifer Davis, Shari Saba, and Gwen Farrell. Basically, the nursing staff. The production code was S six zero six. The oh, writer was John. Early. Yeah, so it was early. Early. Uh, the writer was Johnny Graham, director was Kurt Metcalf, and this was originally aired November 12th, 1979. Alright, next up. Season 8, episode 10, The Yalu Brick Road. I was waiting for this one to come up. Um, 
very I don't know how to describe it. it. It's a very memorable episode. Yes. Yeah. I, I was gonna say it. I wanted to say it was one of my favorites, but again, I think right. it would be in the top twenty-five for me, not the top ten. Top. But it is a super memorable episode because, um, among other things, we see Sergeant Rizzo enter. So uh, Sergeant Rizzo basically takes over for Sergeant Zale. And I knew that happened somewhere, but I didn't know where. We start oh, seeing Sergeant yeah. Rizzo take over for Sergeant Zale, Zale at oh this point. I didn't even recognize the difference. Yeah, right? <laughs> At, at the very least, they rename him instead okay. of just subbing in a character, okay. uh, an actor for the same person. So it's a different sergeant, but he is now the uh, supply sergeant. Um, but basically, uh, it's Thanksgiving or the day after, which is very warm for Thanksgiving, by the no way. No kidding, in Korea. But... To be fair, I think this last year we had 60 degree days into December. You're right. Okay. In Wisconsin. So it happens. Um, but it's after Thanksgiving. Klinger had made this deal with um, Sergeant. Sergeant Thermopolis at HQ for Thanksgiving turkey. And everybody who ate it got salmonella. <laughs> which is the whole camp. Except for Mulcahy who was with the orphans. Uh, the majors who were off at the 8063rd, and the two captains who were off at battalion aid for whatever reason. So but everybody, they have the... Yeah, they, they were there. They got antibiotics to come back to help treat this. But everybody, the whole rest of the camp, came down with salmonella. So, bad. So bad. I don't yeah. know if you've ever had it. My husband has. And I they haven't. put him in the hospital mm. to get um, fluids in yeah. him. He well, was so weak. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not someone that goes to the doctor. So mm. for him to go to the doctor, you yeah. know it's bad. Well, and, you know, what were they doing in this episode? They were continuously emptying bedpans and cleaning sheets. Why? Because... They were coming out of both ends. Yes. So you Simultaneously. You think about that. People are going to be suffering from massive dehydration because of this. And not only that, but they're getting rid of all the nutrients their body needs. So, and Gloria's getting a call on her I'm wrist. <laughs> but, um, so the whole camp is done with this. Thankfully, um, okay, he arrives back to help. And shortly after that, the majors come back to help. But that leaves three healthy people in camp. So that's the A plot. The B plot is the captains coming back from battalion aid with the antibiotics. However, BJ gets lost, is driving like a madman, and ends up flipping the Jeep. Well, not right away. First, he just puts it on its side, and then he and Hawkeye decide to try and rock it back onto its wheels. Problem, it's past 90 degrees toward its top side, so when they rock it, it just flipped over onto its top so now they have all these antibiotics they're lost in the middle of korea and no way to get back to mash and that's the b plot is how they get back during that they pick up a pow who ends up saving them and they get back in time to help the camp so that's the basic uh short summary yeah um in, in the wiki, they have a, a neat little quote here that's labeled as a Potterism. When he's helping uh, Rizzo, I was about to say Zale, it's Rizzo, into post-op, 
uh, because they get as many people in post-op as they can. Him and Kelly are helping Rizzo in, and he says, I think it's at that point, I feel like Snow White with a house full of sick dwarves. Which is, yeah, it, it's point on. But, um, what, what do you have about this episode? Because... I, I could say a lot. I didn't take a lot of notes, but I have a lot about this episode. Yeah, I, I didn't take a lot of notes just because I was enjoying the episode. Mm -hmm. But my favorite thing is when they come upon who we're going to call Ralph. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the actor Sun Tech Oh. He's been on MASH before. He's played a North Korean soldier who has um, surrendered before. This was... Um, Oh, goodness, what was the episode? It was when the whole medical staff, so it was Potter, uh, the the captains. And the boss? BJ, yes. BJ yes. Hawkeye and um, Major Win. No, not Major Happy? Winchester's. Oh, it, it was uh, Ratface. Burns. Oh, <laughs> Radar, Ferret Face. Ferret Face, I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, Radar, and, Radar was on there. Okay. And they picked him up as a, he surrendered to him. Right. And on the way back to MASH, um, Burns had the radio, and, and they found the other one. And so the captains were begging the Korean soldier to get on the radio and start talking to Burns. Right. And they were having fun with him. But it, it was the same scenario, different plot. <laughs> but this time it was hilarious because there are <laughs> BJ and Honeycutt holding up their hands... And this Korean soldier holding up his hand, yeah. and it's like, okay, <laughs> who's surrendering yeah. here? <laughs> you know, they, they finally all put down their hands, and like this guy keeps falling to his knees, he lifts out his hands, he puts yeah. a gun behind his head, and, and he carries his gun with him, which yeah. turns out to be a great thing. But it, before that, I love Hawkeye's comment well, okay. we've made military history, we've all captured each other. <laughs> and I just also, as a cultural comment, I hope this is why this happened. Like, you know, they all put their hands up. The North Korean put his hands up in a way different than the two Americans did. And then when he lowered his hands, he lowered them and kind of put them over his chest. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So, like, the the captains put their hands down. He kind of just rested them, like, on, over his pecs. Not that he had any, but that well, that's... What would the purpose of that be? Just... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just pointing out, I guess, the fact that, yeah, like, he didn't go for his weapon or anything. No, but he didn't. Just... He didn't have his hands up still. They were down. But he didn't act the same as the doctors did. So it's like, uh, to me, I'm taking that as a cultural okay. difference in how they reacted. But, um, yeah, the, they are still lost. <laughs> the doctors. They have no idea where Ralph knows where they're going. They just name people. Yeah. I mean, he throughout this episode, they just give everyone names. Well, because, because he only speaks Korean. Him? They only speak you know, English. You going to call him prisoner? Yeah. No, so they named him Ralph. And so how, how did that come about? Why did they name him Ralph? Because he, um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye had a friend whose little brother always followed along, and his name was Ralph. So... This was like the little brother that always followed along, so he's Ralph. That reminds me, I still owe Ralph $350.15. So, Ralph actually ends up saving BJ and Hawkeye because 
as you know BJ and Hawkeye do, they just let him carry his gun along, even yeah. though he's, you know, mm-hmm. and good thing he did because he pretended that as other Koreans were walking down the road, yeah, he pretended to have. BJ and Hawkeye as his prisoners. Yeah. And almost very proud that he's going to yeah. bring these prisoners to his camp because like, the other Koreans were going to shoot them. Yeah, it was a squad, and yeah, they were going to shoot him. And he's like, and he's like, no, 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 no. We, we don't understand any of it. It's all supposedly in Korean. I think some of it was Korean. I don't know how much. But yeah, he's, you know, saying, I captured I, them. Yeah. They're mine. I'm taking them in and taking the credit. And the guy, the other guy who was in charge of the squad is like, oh, yes. Good job. Oh, you take yeah. them in. Very good, comrade. And then they go walking off. They will be tortured, and we will find out many much yeah. information. That's and, what I picture in my head. Yeah, and Ralph's holding the gun on him, and he keeps looking at where the other Koreans are going, and then he looks back at them, and, and he blinks his eyes. He winked, but one from each eye. Yeah, in sequence, very <laughs> like, quickly. Wink, 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 wink. And, one from each eye. Yeah, and here are the captains with their hands up, and I think it's BJ who goes, They're gone. Is to just happen what I think just happened? <laughs> oh, Ralphie. When these hands go down, you're getting a great big hug. <laughs> and so the the other the squad is out of sight and Ralph takes his gun and puts, puts his hands back up <laughs> and he got his big hug. <laughs> it was just great. Um I love Ralph. Um back at MASH. <laughs> A couple of things. I don't know which sequence these happen in, but I, I love... I, I hate and love when we first see Winchester and Margaret arrive back in Poe Stomp. You when... Can... You know where I'm going with Yes! It. You can see what a jerk he is! I rewound this. Because <laughs> we missed the first time. And... It, it's very Winchester to say this, but... I really hoped he wouldn't, but it's Winchester's to say this, and I knew he was going to. And um, Margaret says to him, because what he says is, well, things seem to be in hand. You and the father have everything in hand. I will go and scrub up. What these people need now is nursing. And Margaret says, no, no. There are sheets to be cleaned. There are bedpans to to be be emptied. And Winchester says, I want to get this right, wash and clean? I'm a doctor, not a woman. (laughs) And she just, I swear I could see the steam coming out of her ears. And you get to see the steam coming out a little bit later. But yeah, we we end up seeing Winchester and Mulcahy washing the sheets. By hand, like Mulcahy's actually on a... um, but Mulcahy's loving it, though. Yeah. He's like, I finally feel like I'm working and I'm doing, yeah. I'm helping. And here's Winchester. I am way too good for this. Mm-hmm. And then Margaret comes in with more sheets and Winchester's complaining. And they start with this little major spat and Mulcahy has to get in the middle of them and say, Majors, with all respect, we perfect. can't act like ninnies. Oh my gosh, you do a good father, okay? Thank you. I do my best. And, you know, Margaret says, I'm sorry. And uh, Charles says, I'm too. And Margaret says, so what'll it be? Sheets or bedpans? This is the way we wash our sheets. Wash our sheets. Wash our sheets. And, and, And then another 
another scene that we see with them. Again, I don't remember the sequence because we keep going back and forth right, between the captains and the majors. Are you talking majors. about when Charles is sleeping now? Yes. yes he's in I the swamp laying down and you see Margaret carrying two steaming buckets, which, by the way, I thought was a great little attention to detail that they were steaming buckets. <laughs> they were rice gruel. She's walking by and she sees him laying down and she just goes, <laughs> She sets down the buckets and tears off the mosquito netting from the swamp and goes, Charles, you had better be up in three seconds. Or you will be wearing this. <laughs> Margaret. One. I know what it must look like. I was just I was making a bed with clean sheets and then I, I fell three. down. <laughs> I was just looking for, are there any sick personnel under here? How dare you? And he gets up and he goes and starts, you know, washing. He was, was out by three. It was just, I'm sorry, it was great. Because here he is, he's being very Charles. He's trying to make excuses and Margaret is about to just kill him. And you know she could. You yeah. know she could. I know she could. She's decked people who are fitter than him. But, um, you know, back to back to the captains who are walking down the, the road with Ralph, they come across this uh, <laughs> old Korean gentleman who's trapped under a cart. And his name is Fred! Fred. <laughs> well, I'm going to name you Fred. And BJ ends up carrying him like a backpack. It's, because it, why did BJ have to carry him? I say all the people who got us lost, lost in the first place should carry Fred. <laughs> so BJ ended up carrying Fred because he got yeah. lost. Little old guy on the back of a young person. It was almost like Yoda on the back of <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Yes, I just waved my nerd flag. Anyway, they're walking down. They get Fred back to his house and his wife. And in recompense... And I love this because it's a piece of BJ now that we see for the rest of the season. The it series? It completes yeah. BJ. Yeah. What, what do they find? What does Fred loan them because they lost their jeep they have no way to get back to mash mm -hmm. go ahead what do they find uh, they yeah under the canvas they find a motorcycle with a sidecar and hawkeye's first response is well who's gonna drive this you know i don't <laughs> you, like you could see right away this was not hawkeye's cup mm -hmm. of tea he you, had no problem <laughs> climbing in the sidecar yeah you are looking at a master driver. That was basically BJ's sentiment. We have no problems. Problem. He opens the gas tank. We have one, one problem. problem. <laughs> and then Fred goes, oh, that is your... And he hands him this, what's obviously an alcohol, alcohol. jug. And Hawkeye opens it. Woo! Take a, slug, a swig before you pour it in there. <laughs> and whatever moonshine it was. It worked. It worked. <laughs> Um, I'm guessing it was a diesel motorcycle, because in theory, I believe you can run those off of alcohol if it's the right proof. It worked. It worked. But the, the part I love, um, before they took off, yeah, they're getting <laughs> loaded up. BJ is about, he, he kicks the, the Starts motorcycle once and Ralph just goes, oh, <laughs> stood right in front of the motorcycle. <laughs> and he's waving his arms. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know Korean or else I would say it. And he's, you know, like, don't forget I'm your prisoner. And Hawkeye like, goes, we can't go without you, Ralph. Hop aboard. Yeah. <laughs> so he climbs up behind BJ and BJ rolls off with it. And the, the part I really love about this is this is not the only time. We see Mike Farrell 
actually drive the motorcycle. Yes, many times. You know, he, he actually drives it. This is not like modern movies where you might see a shot of the person driving the motorcycle, mm-hmm. but it's only the waist up. Right. But no. No. Full body shot. Full, pulling off into the... Yeah, he actually drives the motorcycle, which is great. Um, But yeah, so again, the two plot lines come together because they drive yeah. off. They get back to MASH. They have the cure. For... Well, what what happens when they get back to MASH? With Ralph? Yeah. They drive Winchester's outside. Oh, yes. Oh, poor Winchester's <laughs> hanging all that wash that he did on the line to dry. And where do they drive? Which, I thought he was a better driver than that. Right through the sheets. <laughs> Apparently the brakes weren't working. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, but it was under a tarp for a long time, so that could be. Yeah. And Winchester, I love it. What are you doing? Get this thing off my sheets. <laughs> Who's that? That's Ralph. <laughs> Come on, Ralph. What's <laughs> your? He surrendered to Winchester. <laughs> to Winchester. Yeah, and which is a funny line coming up because. Yeah. And then Potter and Margaret and Mulcahy come out, and they're all, you know, good to see you back. We need your help in post up. Blah blah blah. And uh, they get the, the 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 medicine, and they're going into post-op, and here's Ralph. Well, come on, Ralph. You've made it this far. There's a whole ward of people who you haven't surrendered to yet. I love that line. I don't know why. I love, love that line. So, the, the post-commercial scene. Do you want to describe that? Slinger. Call Sparky. Because you have to know, something I think that we did not mention at the beginning is that, Clint, oh, you did mention it. That Klinger got the um, turkey from Supply, from the Theopolis guy. Yeah. Sergeant Theopolis. Thermopolis. <laughs> yeah. And so Klinger calls Sparky and says, Sparky, hook me up to HQ Supply and, and hurry. You, and you can tell he's like, and hurry. You, you know what this looks like. If you've ever seen somebody who's trying to hold in going to the bathroom, this is what Klinger looks like. He's just, come he's on, He's holding Sparky. it with all his heart. <laughs> Both ends, I Supply. think. Supply. Sergeant Theopolis, and all of a sudden you hear, stop it! And, and his the, face and went... Then, yeah, the freeze frame. He just goes, oh! Uh, and it's this wide, surprised look. Of, oh my gosh, relief it, just came upon me, but not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody has more laundry to do. Poor Winchester. Poor, and poor Klinger. It just, oh, yeah. It was a great... Ending. It's it's again. and it was the way they came back together. Yeah, and I like that they did that. In yeah. these two episodes, the endings came together both mm-hmm. plots. Yeah, and again, I it, there's a lot of wit. I think. Yes, in this I episode, think so too. you know, and I think that goes back to something I said last week, where we have the characters now. Yeah, and now you see them coming mm-hmm. through. And yeah. It, it, it's so much fun to watch mm-hmm. and see this wit and laughter come through even during the hard times, even mm-hmm. th- through yeah. the diarrhea and vomiting <laughs> comes. Yeah, and even even some of the, the ancillary or the tertiary characters like Igor. Igor appears in this episode and Potter is talking to him and he's saying, you know, how are you feeling, Private? You know, sir, how, like, if you're on the water... And it goes up and down and down and down 
and sometimes it goes up into your head and it goes around and around and I'm Potter sick just with goes you telling it. Private? Yes, Colonel. Move on. Move over. <laughs> and then I think You didn't feel it. Yeah, and you've just with the characters you've arrived at this ensemble cast where they right. truly just mesh and they can they can just it's a great point to be at. Yes, I agree. And they've and I love that they've reached this at the beginning of season eight, and so we get four full seasons. And the writers know them, and yeah. the directors know them, and mm -hmm. everyone takes turns at the writing and directing, so you get different perspectives and different mm -hmm. points of view. I, the, the, I, and the other thing along those lines that I really like about what they're doing here, and um, I, <laughs> from Star Trek, I know that they've done this too. And I think they do with a lot of long-running shows. I'm coming back to my point, is that the actors start to get opportunities right. to expand their horizons. This episode was written by BJ, I think. By BJ, it was written yeah. by Mike Farrell. Isn't that so, cool? Um, you know, in in past episodes, we've had Alan Alda. McLean Stevenson, Harry Morgan, write episodes, and now we have Mike Farrell. So this is an opportunity for these actors to get on the other side of things and really understand. And I think that's a good thing because I think so too because it brings them all together. Mm -hmm. It shows how hard it is. Yeah. And, and then you worry about is my work good enough? Blah, 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 and you and, see and you get an appreciation. You get an appreciation for each yeah. other. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. I wish the writers had the opportunity to act. I mean, you yeah. couldn't do that. But, you know, it really it, does. You need to step in someone else's shoes to see what they do. Absolutely. And, you know, it just goes back to the point. You, you have this cast and crew that have been together for eight years now. And for the, for the next three and a half, all they do is get better, in my opinion. I, I think so, too. You know, the one criticism is that you start to see a lot more maudlin. Darkness. Yeah. You know, that... That side of like post Vietnam. But that's where it was. You need to see that. You mm -hmm. can't see all the levity. You have to yeah. see the darkness too. Because as we know, really And really Mash... it's just the Elden Alda episodes that yeah. are dark. <laughs> yeah. Well you know, really Mash was not ever about the Korean War. It was it was about the Vietnam, Vietnam War, War wrapped in the veil of the Korean War. Um but I really yeah. I just, I love these last few seasons. I'm glad that we got here, and we, we've paid for getting through the rest of them. Oh, I you know, enjoyed that, though, too. Oh, yeah, but... you need that to get to here. Yeah, but, you know, like, like in this episode, we see Kelly. She's credited. Kelly is credited in this episode. We start seeing these people who were just Nurse Abel and Nurse Baker before. They that's are now, one of my top ten, and we haven't gotten it to it yet, but it's a Kelly episode that's coming. I'm up. sure I know which one I'm you're sure talking you do about. Too, and we'll talk about when we get there. Because I think I think that's in my top ten too, actually, because it's a great episode not only for Kelly, but also for Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's wrap up this episode. Uh, just to comment, Suntek O, oh, who was Ralph, this is his fourth episode guest starring on the series. Uh, he played Ralph. Obviously, we have G.W. Bailey as Sergeant Luther Rizzo. Rizzo essentially takes over for Johnny Hamer, Sergeant Zale at this point, as we mentioned. We have Byron Chung as the North, North Korean, sorry, I, I switched <laughs> letters, North Korean patrol leader. He's the one who's leading this 
The squad that wanted to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Bob Okazaki as the Korean farmer, the one who's, that's Fred, Fred. who's trapped under the cart. Uh, Jeff Maxwell reprising his role as Igor. Kelly Nakahara as Nurse Kelly. Roy Goldman as Private Goldman. That was in post-op when, uh, oh, who was it? When Klinger was about to collapse, um, Potter calls for Corman. And Goldman, who's over across the room, goes, yes, sir. <laughs> He's already laying down. It's like, oh, well, great. Uh, and uncredited appearances by Jennifer Davis. Um, some great lines quotes. Let's see here. Oh, th- this is a good one. I don't like the one that they have for Winchester, but this one. When Rizzo first gets laid down by Potter, he goes to Potter, you know how you feel. After you've been out all weekend drinking cheap booze and eating chili dogs. Yeah? I wish I felt that good. I'll get that down eventually. He's a he's Creole. So right. he'd be from the Louisiana area. I'll get his accent down eventually. Uh, production code was S six oh seven. The writer was, as we say, Mike Farrell. Director Charles S. Dubin. The original air date was November 19th, 1979. Mm-hmm. And that'll do it for this week. Uh, already mentioned, if you want to get in contact with us, head over to narclaninc.com. All of our back episodes are on our podcast website over there. You can download them as MP3s or stream them right off the website, at least for the time being. If we get super, uber, ultra popular, that won't <laughs> probably won't be the case anymore, but you can now. You can also find us over on iTunes, your favorite podcast application, or Stitcher Radio by just searching for Whiskey and Mash. If you want to help us support this podcast, the best, the two best ways you can do that. One, share this with a friend or family member, a co-worker, uh, an enemy, whatever. <laughs> uh, somebody who you think would enjoy listening to us go on for, in this case, about 50 minutes this week. Otherwise, what you can also do is, on your favorite podcast application... Review this episode, review this podcast, leave a review to help other people find us. If you like it enough on iTunes, if you leave a five-star review, it moves us up in the charts and helps other people find us. So that's another way to help. Otherwise, please let us know that you're out there. You know, like our Facebook page, like the episodes when you see them posted there, uh, share the episode postings. We would just like to know how big our audience is. In the meantime, I am Chris Pullman. And I am Gloria Ackerman. And we wish you a good week. See you next time. Happy whiskey and mash. Uh, it's yeah, warm it in does, here it again. Does get it's yeah. not as warm as last night. Not even close. Mm-hmm. That's good. I thought it was warm. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm comfortable. That's because okay. it was a two drink night. Well, fair. <laughs> fair enough. And last night it might have been uh, yeah, I, I love where the series is going. It gets better. It's great. Yeah. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>